episode of Community Reimagined. If you are tuning in, then that means that you are one of our Greater Chattanooga area's change makers. My name is Leslie Scarce, and I am the CEO and President of the United Way of Greater Chattanooga. And the purpose of this show is to talk about what's happening around our community and to invite you, the change makers, to come in and look at the problems that we're seeing around us and to really create a space to highlight those on the front lines that are making a difference in our area. So change makers, friends, community members, let me ask you a question. Did you know that 80% of a child's learning is happening outside of school hours? 80%. Isn't that amazing when you think about that? And we think about all that schools are tasked with teaching our kids. But the reality is that we've got to play really close attention to what's happening before a kid goes to school and after school and in the nighttime hours and in the summertime and over breaks, paying close attention to the systems of support. At United Way, we envision a community where everybody, every child, every person, every family achieves their full human potential through the pathways of education, stability and health and well-being. And that's why we believe it's so important to dive into conversations like today's with the Director of Education at the Bethlehem Center, Rachel DeVore. Rachel, it's great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's great to be here. Well, it's really fun to have this conversation, um, not only because we've known each other a long time, but also because our, our work in this community with the Bethlehem Center is just decades old. I mean, the Beth has been serving our community for a long time. So before we just dig more deeply and get close to some of the um, just great work you're doing and issues that you're seeing in our community, tell us a little bit more about you and tell us a little bit more about the Beth. Um, so the Beth actually are... 100th year was last year, so COVID kind of ruined that 100th year, everything else. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna celebrate this year. Um, we've been in this location in South Chat for um, since 1962, I believe. Mm -hmm. At that point, our building was state of the art. In 2021, it is not. Um, but we 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 move on. Um, I, our joke is that everything at the Fed almost works. Um, my boss has a vanity tag on the front of his truck and it says blessed and one day it was barely hanging on and I said Reggie like that is what we are we are blessed but just like <laughs> hanging on by a thread um, so I have been here at the best as director of education almost five years um, before then I worked a lot in just nonprofits um, kind of just moved up on my own um, from place to place did a lot of work with research and um, youth um, then I decided to go back to school and get my teaching degree. So I taught in Hamilton County Schools for seven years. Um, my last school, um, I taught at Brown Academy and then I was at, my last school was Big Ridge. Um, and I loved Big Ridge, but I realized that's not where my heart was. Um, mm. The kids didn't need me as much as other kids needed me. Um, and so I was really trying to find like where my place was in life. And this was later on in life. But um, I happened to get on the Center for Nonprofits website and there was a job posting for an education coordinator and they wanted someone with an education background and a lot of nonprofit experience. And I showed it to my husband and he said, that's you. And I said, it is. And the last question in the interview, Reggie, our executive director said, now if it comes down to you and one other person, why would we pick you? 
And I said, well, this is my job. And he chuckled and I said, no, this is my job. This is my job. And I love the persistence and the clarity. Right. I was like, dude, you're going to hire me. And when he called back, he said, I guess you were right. This is your job. Um, and I'll never leave. There's not enough money, fame. There's nothing that will make me leave this place. Rachel, that's incredible. I mean, what passion you have. So obviously you jump out of bed every morning just with this great sense of vision. So so, so talk a little bit more about that. So you knew that this was your job, but tell me a story. Like what is something that keeps you going? Is there just um, a moment or a child or, or something that just sticks out in your mind as either a success story or maybe, maybe that need that you just yeah. continue to see? So I have two, I think I have one of each. Um, so I have, and <laughs> I hope they don't, they're not too depressing because they're not meant to be. They're beautiful, beautiful stories. But um, my son and one of my best kids um, were in the same daycare class in pre-K. Um, and they, when I look at them, I see just the, the violent trajectory that was different in their lives. Um, Jack is in a Hickson Middle School. He plays baseball. He's on a travel team. Um, he has two parents that are educators. Um, he has sixth grade problems for sure. He's a sixth grader. None of us, if you liked middle school, you are lying. Um, and then I see school. my best student. Oh, right. Oh, middle school. Again, if you liked it's it, the worst. you are a liar. Yeah. Um, so he has those sixth grade challenges, but then I come to work and I see, um, Jay, I'll call him Jay. And, and I just see this like totally different life he's had. Um, and that, that seems so completely unfair. Um, it's not fair that Jack was born to me and Jay was born to somebody else. It's not, they were in the same daycare class together. They were the same kids. They had, at one time, they were in the exact, almost the exact same situation. Jack was born to two white married people in, in North Hicks and Middle Valley. And Jay was born to a mom who is now living in Emma Wheeler Homes. Um, so I see that and that that helps me get out of bed is because I want this, I want the same opportunities for Jay that my Jack has. Um, and yesterday morning I got to work and I was super tired from a baseball tournament and I was just all in my fields and I got out of the car and I saw Jay playing basketball with one of our virtual learning staff and it made everything okay. Like that was why I came to work and I know that's why. And I went to him and I was like, dude, it's Monday morning. Miss Rachel's tired. She's struggling. And I said, do you know why I got out of my car? No. And I said, I saw you playing basketball with Mr. Ryan. You were the reason I got out of my car this morning and you're the reason I can go do my job. Um, and then the other side of that is we traditionally have served K through eight kids and um, our, our eighth graders don't wanna leave. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just haven't had the capacity to be able to serve them. Um, and we have a young man who is, you don't pick favorites in education, except you do. Um, and this young man is, one of my favorite human beings ever. And he just spent three months in a juvenile detention center in Knoxville. Um, and part of that is because he didn't have anything else to do in after school. Um, so we're expanding programming into high school starting next school year yeah. because they need us. We're, we're saying, hey, I'm gonna hold your hand K through eight. And when you have the biggest change in your life, I'm gonna say, hey, don't join a gang, don't have sex, don't do drugs, mm -hmm. but bye, come see yeah. me. Yeah, come see me. And that's, I can't do that to my kids anymore. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a, something I'm super excited about for next year. So Rachel, I so relate to that because, you know, my 
years and years of background working with OnPoint, a very similar youth development organization. And, and yeah, we found so often that you, you work day in and day out, um, build deep, deep relationships and connections with, with kids. And every day we send them home into the communities that are raising them, right? right. And, and, and that is why, as we said earlier, you know, 80% of, of, of a child's life is spent outside of school. So let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, you mentioned something before we got on called social emotional learning. So most of learning is not academic. Right. Most of learning is happening in a much bigger, holistic, strength-based way. So can you just speak to that a little bit? And, and you've got this incredible program that you are doing right now called Read to Lead. Yes. Now, and I want to point something out to what you just said. So yes, you have a program called Read to Lead, but what this really is about is relationships, isn't it? Totally, totally. We programs are, like, are just programs. Relationships exactly. is, the, is what matters. The programs are the pathway. And that's what makes the difference oh, too. Right. It's, it's the relationships. And so when I have people ask how like an after school program that Read to Lead is, is, is different than any other after school program is simply because of our relationships. Every grant request we do, every funding request, I point out that our relationships are the reason we are successful. Mm -hmm. um, social emotional learning. Oh gosh. I mean, all kids need to be explicitly taught how to behave, how to act, how to read, how to write. They have to be explicitly taught how, how to express themselves. And if our parents aren't able to teach our kids how to do that, you know, um, and I came from a, a middle-class family, my parents weren't exceptionally great at showing me, how, teaching me how to express my emotions or how to name my emotions or how to manage, how to regulate myself when I'm frustrated or anxious. And, and our parents are, do exactly the very best they can with what they have. That's all any parent ever does. Mm -hmm. um, but they weren't taught themselves how to do that, how to regulate their emotions. And so they can't teach their kids how to do that. And any teacher in Hamilton County, in COVID times, pre-COVID times, anywhere in the country will tell you that an, un un sorry, an unregulated child cannot learn. Nope. If a child is worried about food or dad going to prison or mom being drunk or any of those things, or just the power being cut off, um, they can't learn all of the common core standards in the, in the world. The best teacher can't teach a child who can't, isn't regulated. Those best teachers teach them how to regulate themselves so then they can, they can function in the classroom. Um, and we have a really unique opportunity, having been in the school system and been out of the school system, I, kudos to every single school teacher. I married one, I was one. I don't want the superintendent's job for all the money in the world. I don't want Dr. Towns's job for all the money in the world. Um, but we have this amazing opportunity at the best to do the things that the teachers don't have the time and resources to do. Um, and we're not bound by all of those, those guidelines and those restrictions. And I don't mm -hmm. have to suspend a student simply because he got in a fight because suspension is not necessarily the best thing for him. Mm -hmm. Going home is not the best place for him to be. He needs to be here. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, our big push for the past three years now has been social emotional learning. We have, um, we make very good use of the UTC social work department and their interns. 80% um, of my staff have their degree, a bachelor's or a master's in social work, um, because it doesn't have, matter how much I'm training them to do the education part if my kids aren't regulated and they don't feel loved and they don't feel safe here. Well, that's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. And you know, it's funny. I, I love the fact that you keep saying my kids, my kids, because I'm reminded of this idea, um, this idea, um, the, the, the Search Institute who does all this work on assets with kids, right? 40 assets, 40 streets, basically, that all children need these social and emotional um, building blocks that all kids need to thrive and make good decisions and avoid risky behaviors. The, the premise there is that all kids are our kids. Right. My kids, right? My right. kids are your kids and vice versa and that we need to look at the world through that lens. Mm -hmm. So speak a little bit to, the, to these strengths because I think sometimes it's really easy to look at children and all we see are their deficits. We see Absolutely. the problems. We see the violence. We see the, you know, the failing out of school or the poor decisions that are made. How do you, through the social emotional lens, start to look at their strengths and how you amplify those well, instead of just focusing on the right. problems? Well, one thing is that we've um, we've come a long way with our volunteers um, because we have a lot of volunteers. We are faith based, so we have a lot of church groups who want to volunteer, and and they really see that as helping to save the babies. Um, and what I tell them is, my babies save themselves every day. Like they they don't need to be saved. They are they are cooking the macaroni and cheese at night, and they're they are, strong. They're strong. They are tough. They are way stronger than I am most days. Um, and so we really try to look at, talk to our kids about what um i mean self-awareness is what are your strengths like what are you really good at well but i'm not good at this I, I don't but we're not talking about what you're not good at and one thing we're really trying to work on right now is like this idea that just because somebody has a strength in one area and you don't doesn't mean that kid is any better than you that that means that kid has that strength that you don't you have another strength that that other kid that other the other student doesn't um connections in the brain and it's retraining those connections mm -hmm. um, to be positive. What our eggs classroom, we, our classrooms are eggs, caterpillars, crystallized and butterflies. Um, mm -hmm. It goes along with our logo and, and then transforming blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, but with, what we're doing with the eggs is um, we're intentionally getting them to congratulate each other for small things. They clap about everything another friend does. And it's very surface level right now. It's not very genuine right now but it's becoming more genuine because their brains are used to that it's the the thing about making yourself smile if you force yourself to smile you're doing something in your brain that is causing um positive hormones to be released it's the same thing it's just training them to do the nice things to hold the door for someone to say thank you to a friend and to appreciate something from another friend um so it's just like the intentionality um i, I think is what the our, our strength is in in the sel program well, that is awesome. So, so if you could recap the Redelete effort and or program in just one or two sentences, what would you say about it? Um, our our mission specifically to Redelete is we are the safe place for out of for out of school time for our South Chattanooga students to grow academically, socially, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, so we try to hit all four of those in what we're doing. That's awesome. Academics, social, emotional, and spiritual. So the whole child. And, and I'll point out to our listeners, um, to the change makers in Chattanooga, that this is so important. So you hear us talk at the United Way about, you know, coming to school kindergarten ready. And that right now in Hamilton County, you know, 60% of kids aren't kindergarten ready. Well, the reason why that matters, y'all, is the same 60% of kids tend to not be reading on grade level in third grade. And then Rachel, you know what happens after that? What's happening in eighth grade? Mm -hmm. That gap just continues to widen. 
So partners like the Bethlehem Center and other really high quality out of school time efforts are working to close those gaps that start early and, and, and frankly continue to grow over time. And so it takes all of us partnering with the school system and with each other in a connected community to really ensure that our kids are, are thriving. So, so along those lines, Rachel, something else I think that's important that I really want us to touch on before we close out um, is that the Bethlehem Center has long understood and helped children walking in, a, in your halls, um, just the understanding of, of the history and understanding justice um, and, and how critical that is in, in your own development. I say that because I've been in the Beth for many, many, many years and have always appreciated uh, walking up and down the hallways and helping um, students in the south side of Chattanooga understand their own black history and, and embrace it, right? So that's always been a value, I think, of the Bethlehem Center. So now you all are working on an effort called Learning for Justice. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that helps, um, helps your students as they are developing spiritually and socially and emotionally? Um, so I was blessed to go to a training a couple of years ago. Um, the curriculum at that point was called Teaching Tolerance, and it's um, produced by the Southern Poverty Law Center, either out of Birmingham or Montgomery. I, I've, I, I get them mixed up all the time, but it was just life-changing. Um, they've changed their name to Learning for Justice because um, it wasn't enough to teach tolerance. It's one thing to tolerate somebody, but it is another thing to advocate for justice for somebody. Um, and for any educators, their, um, their social justice standards are aligned to Common Core standards. Um, they're worded just like Common Core standards. They have the I can, I will statements. Um, they, the standards go from K through 12. And you'll see the language change across. If you do a crosswalk study of those standards, you see the language change and grow as the student grows. Um, and what it has allowed us, they have four focal points, and that's identity, diversity, justice, and action. And when you're talking about identity and diversity, that is all social emotional learning. Yeah. Who am I? How am I the same as other people? How am I different than other people? And that's okay. And that's and that's the the other thing. You have this strength. I have this strength. We're different, but we're okay. We're 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 we're, we're equitable. Um, and then there's the whole action and justice. Um, and teaching them one that like, yeah, this is a scary world. And we have to live in this world and figure out how to a better world. What can we do to make this better? What can we do? How can we take action? Even as a six-year-old, how can I, what can I do to take action to make this world a better place? And as a six-year-old, that starts out with, I don't have to like you, but I can play side by side with you and not say nasty things to you. As a ninth through 12th grader, it looks more like, I don't have to get along with you, but I'm going to respect you because of your human qualities and the mm -hmm. fact that you exist. Um, and so it just allowed us to be really, again, intentional in like the lessons we're doing to, that Learning for Justice has thousands of resources, paired readings, um, art lesson plans. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. Part of our high school programming will be a big focus on that Learning for Justice curriculum. And then, and, and sharing that, our goal is to be sharing that with other youth groups across the Hamilton County areas with kids that don't look like my kids. Because I think the conversation, it's important for both groups, the urban kids and the suburban kids to have the conversations. But what's more powerful is when we share that experience and we share our experiences. That's, that's where we see change and we see growth and we see social justice. And our kids can make it happen. Yeah. Um, they just have to be given the confidence and the tools to do that. 
Well, the kids are exactly who can and should make it happen, oh, right? Sure. I think I want to sum up what I heard you say okay. is that the 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 real um, heart behind this work with your students is to give help instill in them the confidence mm -hmm. and the intentionality in building relationships with each other to say, you know what? Even if I don't know you or like you, even at a young age, right? right. I can play side by side, right? And, I, sure. and, and, and respect and learn respect. And as you grow older, to learn how to deepen that intentionality and understanding of differences and how that actually makes you richer, stronger. Um, am I catching oh, for sure. what you yeah, were saying? Absolutely, yeah. And, if, and it's, the, it's the, encour the encouraging that like different is okay and different should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Makes for a, a much stronger fabric in our community. For sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So this is exciting. So Rachel, tell me this. Um, what keeps you up at night? Oh, so many <laughs> What one thing keeps you up at night? Um, I can tell that you're a little bit passionate, right? So what's oh, the right. one, I'm what's the one thing that keeps you up um, at night? I, I mean, I think it's just being able, feeling like we're just not doing enough. Um, there's so, yes, 80% is outside of school, but like, so we only have them for two and a half to three hours a day. Yeah. And that's four days a week. Now, summer, we have them for eight weeks all, all day, um, but we only have them for the short period of time. So we're, it just feels like drops in a bucket. Um, and, and there are days though, when I come in and I see Jay outside playing, and he gives me a hug and I see we a young lady who went up 33 points in her diagnostic and math. Um, or I see one of the eggs, you know, congratulating another one of them. And those are those are great moments. Those are those are for sure cup filling moments. Um, but it it just seems like there's so much on my kids. That's just so much on them. Um, at such a young age, too. Again, I go back to Jack, Jack, well-adjusted, um, intelligent, confident sixth grade boy um doesn't have nearly just the weight of um home life um and the community life too there's i mean we, we talk about a pair of aces now because we have the adverse community adverse childhood experiences but also right. the adverse community environments you know and that is yeah. no access to healthy food i mean food deserts i mean i could go on and on about just the concept of the pair of aces because i think that's so powerful um yeah because it's not just what's happening in the home, but it's, it's, it is the environment. So I mean, I, I think that keeping me up at night is just the heaviness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's so heavy. And you know, I, I remember so many times in my work with local middle schoolers in school and outside of school, just thinking they are heroes just to get out of bed and come to school in the morning. For sure. You yes. know, the yes. heaviness that they carry, the responsibilities that they getting are. Getting their siblings dressed and getting yeah. them off to school. and Feeding them. Yeah. All of it. I mean, it is remarkable. I used to see kids get up at six in the morning and get their kids out the door just to get to school early right. for leadership classes before school started. I mean, what commitment. Yeah. I mean, they are remarkable. They are strong and, and they carry a lot. And given the opportunity, they rise to the occasion. I'm never disappointed in my kids when I take them somewhere. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever. They always rise to the occasion. Um, they are rocks. And it's just exposure. They just need to be exposed to stuff, yeah. to positive interactions, to, to the river, to um, art. I mean, they just, it's all about exposure. You can't dream what you can't see. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's right. that's so true. Yeah. You know, Rachel, I think my hope for you and one of the reasons why I love this work at United Way so much is you're right. It probably does feel like a drop in the bucket sometimes. And I, I can relate to that feeling. Um, but what I hope that you're encouraged by is that your part that you're playing and that the Bethlehem Center is playing is then connected, right, to this work that's happening around you through key partners, right? I know, I know companies that through connections we've made at United Way are teaming up with the Bethlehem Center and volunteers who are standing on the ready here and in this neighborhood and donors that are standing ready and, and, and churches and, and, and that hopefully through more strategic connectivity in our community that your, what feels like a drop in the bucket is much greater, number one, number, be encouraged, but that that multiplies through the power of collaboration so that your Jay that you see in the morning is supported again and again and again as he walks throughout his life, even long after he's left you. Like that's ultimately what I want to see and what we want to see at the United Way. Yeah. That your efforts are amplified and that your efforts are multiplied through the power of a caring community. So that is why we are proud to partner with you and to amplify your story today. So tell our listeners, what is something they can do? Is there something tangible they can do to partner with you on Read to Lead or any other initiative that you have happening right now at the Beth? Um, well, with our expansion, into, um, we're expanding middle school, but it's expanding into high school. Um, we are looking for community mentors. We want people who are running companies, who have their own business, who all walks of life to come in and commit to once a month hanging out with my high school kids and just saying like, hey, how's it going? Like, I had this problem too. We may look completely different. We may have come from completely different backgrounds, but like we all have, these are the commonalities and this is how I can support you. Um, we're gearing up for summer. Summer will start June 7th um, and we're partnering with Hamilton County Schools. Um, so we will have our traditional summer program here and be doing after school programming for summer school at Calvin Donaldson. Um, I, I guarantee you, you, if you come to the best, whether you like kids or not, whether that's your thing, you won't leave without wanting to come back. Um, there's an energy here. Um, I'd say things happen at this best. Um, it's, it's very infectious in the very, very best way. Um, if kids are your thing, you will leave very happy, a little tired, but very happy. And if they're not, there are plenty of, we have an urban garden, we have a community market that has come around and the kids love the garden. We're able to do fresh fruit and pro fresh produce for our community. Um, so there are, there's, and we're expanding our community outreach to, to serve more adults. Also, I want when my kids move to high school to serve them. When they leave high school, I want the best to still be in their lives. It may not be me every week they're talking to, but they're gonna be talking to somebody. Um, and then those, they're going to have kids and their kids are going to end up here. So um, we will be posting a list of um, um, a wish list for the summer program. And it's, mm -hmm. it's simple things like two liter bottles, um, old shirts that kids can wear to paint in. Um, they're definitely very doable, doable things. Um, so, I mean, check out our website, Facebook, social media, all of those things. Um, that's where it is. And then you'll also right. see the kids. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, having been someone who spent a lot of time inside the Beth, I can attest that that is true. It is infectious. It is infectious. Completely. 
Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for your time and um, Greater Chattanoogans, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this fourth episode of Community Reimagined and that you found a new way to be a change maker for our community. If you're finding us on Spotify, make sure to like and subscribe and to learn more about United Way of Greater Chattanooga, go to www.unitedwaycha.org to find out how you can give, advocate, or volunteer. Join in next time. Thank you.